Research and Innovation Podcast. I'm Chris Ford and I'm Professor of Employment Studies in the Centre for Employment Relations, Innovation and Change at Leeds University Business School. And I'd like to welcome also Professor Mark Stewart. Mark. Hi, yes, I'm, I'm Mark Stewart and I'm the Montague Burton Professor of Human Resource Management and Employment Relations, also at Leeds University Business School. And today we're going to be discussing furloughing and the coronavirus job retention scheme in the UK, um, an important labour market policy and intervention over the last 18 months during the pandemic. And we're going to be talking about a report uh, co-authored by Mark, myself, David Spencer and Chris McLachlan, um, which surveyed managers about their experiences of furloughing in the coronavirus job retention scheme and also look into the future. So, Mark, just uh, give us a bit more context about the uh, furloughing and the coronavirus job retention scheme in terms of when it came in um, and, and what it was trying to achieve. Okay, thanks, Chris. Yes, the coronavirus job retention scheme was launched in March last year, March 2020, and it ran in the end until uh, the end of September this year. So it's it's only just uh, closed down. Um, the furlough scheme, as it's more commonly called, uh, offered wage support to employers uh, to furlough workers rather than to make them redundant. And the scheme paid 80% of an employee's wages up to a maximum of £2,500 a month. Um, and it included an element where you could put a worker on furlough for 100% of their time or for a part of their time. So um, you could basically use a reduced hours working for employees, which would be covered by the state. Um, the scheme was a novel intervention in the UK. We've not done this in previous crises, so we didn't do this in the financial crisis um, from 2008. But it is something that, that has existed in, in other countries and has been shown to be successful. It was the largest uh, package of state support um, to help the economy through the crisis. Um, the government invested £70 billion in total in the job retention scheme. And it was, it was seen as an essential intervention. So if you think back to when the country basically shut down and businesses were closed and everyone was, was put uh, told to stay indoors during lockdown, there was a real concern that uh, unemployment would, would just increase to catastrophic levels. And so the furlough scheme was seen as a way to help um, the economy help businesses and help workers through that period. Uh, the numbers are vast, as I've already said, 70 billion was invested um, over the course of the scheme. Cumulatively, 11.7 million jobs were supported by the furlough scheme, used by 1.4 million uh, employers. Um, and even as late as August this year, 1.3 million workers were still on furlough, um, with 23% of employers still having uh, some employees on furlough. So the scheme ended uh, at the end of September. We don't know exactly how many workers were still on furlough at the time, but it could be as many as, as 1 million uh, workers. So as you can see, um, a quite significant uh, intervention and a very important one. Thanks, Mark. Yes, yeah, so the scale of this is 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 huge. Um, as you say, um, at its peak, we're talking about 
uh, over a third of the workforce um, being on, on furlough uh, in, in, in May, June time of 2020. And even, as you say, at the end of, of this period when the furloughing schemes, the CGR schemes have been wound down, we've still got significant numbers of people who are still um, not in, at work and who are benefiting from um, from the furlough. So un- unprecedented is a term that's been used a lot during the pandemic, but I think we're talking about a, an unprecedented intervention of, of this kind in, in the labour market, something we've just not seen um, in the UK before in terms of a response to to crisis. Yeah, I think that's that's right. So I think at the peak in May um, 2020, there was around about a little under 9 million workers were on furlough. Like you said, Chris, a third a third of the workforce. And this, the scheme was originally only intended to run for a number of months, but because the, the pandemic has, has lasted for so long, the scheme has been extended a number of times. And what we've seen is that there's been sort of fluctuating levels in terms of the number of workers on furlough. So given this background, Mark, uh, what were the main motivations for the survey and, and what was the survey trying to achieve? I mean, we, given that the scale of the, the furlough scheme, we felt it was important to understand how the, the scheme was working in practice. And there was some quite prominent um, research undertaken looking at workers' experiences of furlough, so the individual experiences of those who'd actually been furloughed. But we knew virtually nothing about managers' perspectives on furlough. So what were the motivations for why companies were were taking furlough? Um, How did they organise and manage furlough? were they positive about it? Were they negative about it? Um, what they were actually um, doing during the crisis in terms of wider uh, issues in relation to the organization of work, investment in new technology, and how maybe the, the furlough scheme supported or didn't support this. Um, so we felt it was really important to try to get some data um, within firms because that was something of a black box and to try to get in particular managers experiences so what we what we did was we commissioned um opinion a well-respected uh, national uh, survey house to conduct uh, an online um survey for us so we sent online a questionnaire uh, to managers and we we elicited uh, 2000 responses from managers across a whole range of sectors, across um, small and large firms. So really good portrait, if you like, um, representative portrait, um, authoritative portrait of of what um, managers, um, their experiences and their perspectives on furloughing. Um, And we published this in May this year in a report entitled Furlough and the Coronavirus Job Retention Scheme in the UK, managers' experiences and perspectives. And the report was split into a number of of key sections. So we asked some background context about the business context of firms, um, what sort of responses um, they'd put in place in relation to COVID. For example, had they made more workers redundant? Had they reduced wages? We naturally asked about the uptake of the coronavirus job retention scheme, the general use of furloughing, and managers' perspectives on the CJRS and on furlough. But we also asked um, some questions around investment in new technology and also what 
managers were anticipating would happen as business came out of the pandemic and the economy started to improve. So we, we asked some questions about, if you like, longer term perspectives about how they thought business would be affected. And I think we, we found some quite notable findings. So Chris, I mean, what, what do you see as the maybe some of the headline findings from our study? Thanks, Mark. I think this key findings around the use of furloughing um, perceptions around it, as you said, and also longer term strategies. Um, so taking each of those in turn, in terms of the use, it was very substantial. So two thirds of the managers we talked to in the survey, uh, over two thirds had put some staff on furlough. And actually, in the majority of cases um, where they had furloughed, they'd furloughed more than half their staff. The majority of firms that had furloughed had used the coronavirus job retention scheme. That's perhaps not um, surprising. Uh, four in five uh, use the coronavirus job retention scheme. But it does mean that one in five firms were furloughing without accessing the, the CJRS and the, the, the funds available through that. And we'll, we'll, we'll say something more about that in a moment. Um, it was more common in amongst private sector firms than public sector firms. Um, and the highest use of the CJRS was reported in areas like hospitality and leisure, um, manufacturing and utilities. In terms of perceptions towards the uh, CJRS, managers that we surveyed were, were generally very positive about it. Um, three quarters of them agreed that this support was really essential to keep their organisations viable during the pandemic. Um, there have been some concerns early on that it was going to be a very administratively burdensome scheme, uh, but managers didn't really agree with that. They hadn't found it really administratively burdensome at all. Um, and when they talked about um, the CJRS and about furloughing, uh, there were generally positive views about it as a mechanism to help retain workforce skills, um, being an alternative to making staff redundant, um, as well as simply being an essential means of remaining operational um, during the pandemic. And actually, just over half of managers reported that even with the coronavirus job retention scheme, um, they were still considering redundancies and were likely to implement redundancies and layoffs uh, once the CGRS uh, support continues. Um, the final thing to flag up um, in terms of the use of the CGRS and perceptions around it is that, you know, one fifth of cases had furloughed without the coronavirus job retention scheme. I think this is interesting to explore why that might be the case. Um, why not access the funds that were available through the CJRS? Managers who had gone down the route of self, um, self-funding uh, furlough schemes was that they already had these in place uh, prior to the pandemic, or they felt that the CJRS criteria simply didn't apply to their specific business case and, and requirements. The final thing just on the, the strategies um, and other actions that have, have occurred as a result of the, alongside the coronavirus job retention scheme, many firms did point to accelerated investments in digitalization. Um, they talked about how technologies have been introduced um, during the furloughing period to improve employee interactions, um, to improve HR processes, and to improve the digitalization of supply chains. Thanks, Chris. I think that's a really nice summary of some of our headline findings. And I think it was, I, I think you're right to note the extensive use of, of furlough in the CJRS and also the generally positive 
view of managers. I think something that also struck me was the extent to which managers reported that they were willing to top up the wages of those on furlough. So seven out of 10 employers said that they um, topped up wages, although this was perhaps variable. So there was um, perhaps more of a tendency to top up the wages of, of managers than, than than frontline staff, although we also found that where uh, employees were represented by unions, they were more likely to have their wages topped up, which I think is an important finding, um, certainly for the, the trade union movement. Um, yeah. But like you said, there's, there's quite a lot of um, not necessarily contradictions, but there are some tensions in terms in terms of the findings. I just wondered if you had any thoughts about, you know, look into the future. What can, can we draw out any longer term implications of this this scheme and the use of furlough um, in terms of maybe what managers think is going to happen, but also perhaps some early evidence uh, that we've got uh, now the scheme has come to an end. Thanks. It's a really interesting question. And I think, yeah, I'd echo your point about the tensions and contradictions in here. And I think that's uh, worth focusing on uh, when we do think about the future here. We've got to understand the um, that this was a, an unusual, unprecedented scheme in the UK context. This type of intervention from the state um, is highly unusual in, in, in the UK. You have seen some... Um, active support like this in, in other countries in response to crisis, um, for example, in the financial crisis uh, of, of 2008, 2009 in some European economies, but much less so in, in the UK. So I think answering your question, I think it really does make you think about what this, what are the prospects for the future. Um, furlough perhaps encouraged a, a focus on job retention and, and uh, getting managers and employers to think about job retention and long-term job retention strategies more so than they, they had in the past um, but employers aren't operating in a vacuum uh, we've got to think about the context of the UK labour market um, and the institutional supports or lack of supports in place which might uh, help and encourage employers to take this um, longer-term perspective on, um, on, on job retention and think about retaining labour and workers rather than layoffs. Furloughing has provided a state-funded mechanism through which that can occur, and many uh, employers and um, and HR managers have taken advantage of this. Um, the other thing, as you mentioned in in, uh, in your response there, Mark, was around the role of trade unions, um, organised labour, and also the, um, the, the nature of dialogue around these sort of issues in the UK. Uh, there was some early discussions uh, involving the trade union movement uh, with employers and the government about what the CGRS might look like. Um, but really to encourage this focus on job retention in the longer term, um, we might want to see something which embeds that more systematically in the UK so that there would be a more systematic process for um, engagement and dialogue between unions employers and the state around issues such as training, uh, long-term labour investment and, and job retention. I think you set out quite well there, Chris, some of the recommendations also that we made in the report around um, the use of furlough in, in, the, in the future and also wider issues around 
the economic recovery and a potential jobs plan. I, th- I think one of the the tensions that that did run through our report was the extent to which there was a strong use and support for the furlough scheme, and managers were very positive about it. But at the same time, there was this underlying concerns that redundancies would have to be made and redundancies would have to be made in the future. Um, and certainly, if you look at the, the the national labor market data, we do know that um, a million workers uh, were made redundant between April 2020 and June 2021, which is roughly double the, the usual number. A number of workers are all, always been made redundant in the labor market, but it was r- roughly double the number than usual. And there were there have been consistent concerns, I guess, throughout the, the period that when the furlough scheme came to an end, redundancies would mushroom and there'd be a large increase in unemployment. Um, I think our survey potentially hinted at that, but also timing is very important here. And our report was published in in April of this year. And I think what we've seen over the last few months as the economy started to open up, that this might not actually be the case. The economy currently looks to be improving uh, quite rapidly. And indeed, there seems to be um, an actual shortage of skilled labor. So there's there's a massive increase in the number of job vacancies and the labor market appears to be very tight. So I just wondered if you had maybe any concluding thoughts on you know, the long-term success of the scheme and the extent to which we are likely to see a large increase in redundancies or potentially even unemployment in the months or maybe next 12 months to come. I think you're right, Mark. I think the, 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 the labour market is tight at the moment. Many are saying it's the tightest uh, labour market for, for many years. Um, I think there, if, we, if we look at the responses to our survey, I think we'd, we would expect um, some organisations to implement layoffs as, um, as everyone returns uh, to work. I think we would ex- expect to see a degree of that. I think it will vary from sector to sector. We've seen quite uh, profound labour shortages in some sector, which have, which have made the headlines over, uh, over recent weeks. Um, some pay rises within uh, being seen in within those sectors as well, so I think it's less likely probably um, to occur in some sectors. But it's quite a mixed picture. I think what what we can say for certain is that the coronavirus job retention scheme certainly did provide some necessary support um, during the, um, the the biggest part of uh, of lockdown and, um, and and the crisis over over the last eighteen months. Um, but I think responses from uh, firms will vary and will partly depend upon their their existing uh, strategies around job retention um, that, that, that were occurring prior to the pandemic. Thanks, Chris. Well, thanks for listening to today's show. Um, thanks very much to Mark uh, for joining me today. Uh, we've included a link to the report discussed in this episode in the show notes and our contact details are there too. Thanks very much and goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.